This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. It's Taco Tuesday! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at com. Throws wide open receiver Tyreek Hill, and you're not going to catch him. Hill down the east sideline taunts Devontae Harris as he rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Miles spins, stays on his feet at the 45. He's got blockers in front of him. 30, 10, 5, touchdown! Everything happening in the sports world. Number 5, you better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. Got that wood right here. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Great insight today, Steve. <laughs> Man, you, you disappointed me. You disappointed the, well, the, I the got, listeners. Well, I got flustered. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Did you have an enjoyable Halloween? It was very enjoyable because Bullpup soccer team made it enjoyable. That's right. Anything else enjoyable about Halloween for you? Uh, I went and bought some candy, and since nobody came to my door... Now I've got candy to eat. No, you do have some candy to eat. I set out a bowl because you and I were out doing soccer last night. We were broadcasting and working and then coming back up here to the station. So I wanted to make sure that the kids could get some candy. Well, did any kids? I set out some Kit Kats, some Baby Ruths, uh, all the good stuff. Put it in a bowl, turned the light on on my porch. So that way the kids knew. That's that's sort of the sign. The lights are off, then don't even show up at that house. But lights were on. Left the ball out there, and it was like 9.30, and then all of a sudden I hear these loud steps up the stairs, and then I heard the sound of some kid scream, I took the whole bowl! And I don't ever think I saw that bowl again. Somebody took the bowl? Well, they ended up throwing it back, but all my candy taken by just one person. Wow. I know. Scary times. That's, Real sad. That's very sad, though. They were screaming. They are banging on the door. At night? Banging on the door, causing all sorts of mayhem. Wow. Luckily, I was there and, and ready to go, and I grabbed a baseball bat out of the hallway. I was ready to go get so, him. But, so some eight-year-old kid. Well, he's probably more like 12 or 13, but okay. he came and took all my candy. Wow. But other than that, great Halloween, Steve. <laughs> it was a fun bullpup soccer win last night, 2-1 really over the Emporia Spartans. One of the best games in a long time at McPherson Stadium. You know, we, it seemed like we played a lot of the weaker teams at home this year, and we had some 10-0s and... 12 O's and 8 1's and things Oreos, like that. Oreos. Yeah. SpaghettiOs. Th- th- things like that. But boy, what a fantastic game last night. Emporia came in, the highest scoring team in the state. The Bullpups did not even allow a single shot in the first half. Now, Emporia really picked it up in the second half, but only scored one goal, came in averaging seven. The Bullpups make the state tournament. They're one of eight teams. Uh, they're probably. Record. I mean, they're fifteen two and one, and they have the fourth record on the West. Right. How good is the West? Well, we'll find out this week. McPherson will be at Goddard Eisenhower next Tuesday. That'll be their state quarterfinal game. But 
a really fun night last night, and hopefully they can keep things rolling and eventually make it to the Grand Palace of Spring Hill for the Final Four. Yeah. Steve be- said he doesn't know what Spring Hill is, doesn't know where it is. I, I didn't know where it was. I don't know what it is. It's I, an extension of the City of Champions. Olathe. That's right. It's okay. just just south. Okay. You could live in the City of Champions and be in the Spring Hill School District. Okay. There's some interesting Are borders. there some Olathe kids that go to Spring Hill? Yeah, there's, that's what I just said. You could live in the oh, Olathe okay. City. Okay. The, you could live in the City of Champions. Okay. There's actually a Spring Hill Elementary School that is in the City of Champions. Would Bill Walton call it the City of Champions? Well, that would be the Conference of Champions. Yeah, okay. Oh, UCLA. Go Bruins. Grateful Dead. <laughs> anyway, Steve, we have a whole lot to get to today. Not only do we have a busy, busy night of high school football coming up tonight, we have fearless forecaster predictions to get to. We have the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday afternoon taking on Kirk Cousins, the very dangerous Kirk Cousins in the Minnesota Vikings, and... The big one coming up this weekend, Steve. The game of the year in the state of Kansas. You know what it is? Sunflower Showdown. The Clash on the Call. The Sunflower Showdown. I thought you were going to say Mac College in Kansas. Well, that one's a pretty good one, too. That's a good game, too. Honestly, I think I'd rather go watch the Bulldogs and the Coyotes maybe than the Jayhawks and the Wildcats. Well, I I think what's going to be sad is it's... It's a, it's a road game for the Wildcats, but it's not going to feel like a road game because they're going to have as many fans there. It's kind of like Do you to, really think so? Because I get the feeling that KU is going to show out this weekend. I just don't think so. I, I do not remember a KU-K-State game with this much chatter about it, this much talk, this much back and forth between the two fan bases as I can remember from this week. And part of it was there were a few years over the last decade where, number one, KU has been really bad but that this game has been played like the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And so students aren't on campus, and it's just a weird game. You're too hungover from too much turkey. You've had too much pumpkin pie. It's Saturday. I don't need to go over to Lawrence. I'm not going to Manhattan. I'm just happy it's not an 11 o'clock game. I think that helps the crowd. I just get the feeling, though, Steve, that this is going to be the best game in this rivalry in a decade. Well, it was close last year. Right, but you didn't ever think KU was going to win. No, no. Exactly. Right. This year, they've got a chance. They're on a roll. Now, K-State coming off of its best win in several years, beating Oklahoma last week. I almost said Tulsa. They beat Norman last week. But I just get the feeling that this game this weekend has as much hype between these two teams as I can remember in a long time. And I think there will actually be bragging rights up for grabs this weekend. Well, and, you know, I said uh, one thing that's going to help is the weather. KU doesn't run the ball great, and they pass it pretty well now. The weather is going to be very enjoyable if you're a football player. It's going to yeah. be around 60, so it's not going to be 25 degrees. Uh, if it was like 25 or 30 degrees, that would have favored K-State because K-State just was going to they, – they love to run the football, and I just think K-State's going to pound it down their throat. After what they did – to OU last week. Now, if OU had gone in to Manhattan and beaten the Wildcats like 45-14 and then KU did what KU did last week, I would have had a little more enthusiasm for KU going in this game. But I just think that game turned K-State's season around. And I think I think K-State could end up 9-3. and I really do. They're 5-2 and right now. They may only lose one more the rest of the way. I normally am a pretty – smart better. I don't like to make a lot of big risks here. Kansas State is a five and a half point favorite. If it was 
seven, I think I'd take the Jayhawks. I think I would. I just get the feeling that KU is ready for that big win. They almost had it down in Austin I a couple weeks ago. I just don't think defensively they can get it done. They're just so bad defensively. They just they can't stop the pass. They can't well, K State gave up what forty five last week, forty four. Well, but it was they played not to lose in the fourth quarter, and they gave up a ton of points. It was. I'm just saying, I think these teams are even. Oh, I, I don't. Not exactly even, but as close to even as they have been. And it would not surprise me one bit on Saturday afternoon if KU won. It wouldn't surprise me that much if K State won with relative ease. I would be surprised that a K State blowout win. By 20 or more points. Have, that would surprise me. I have 17. I have K-State by 17. I could see it being that K-State is able to execute well in the fourth quarter and just kind of put them away. But there's something brewing with less miles, Steve. You think? I don't know what it is. Deerman, the new offensive coordinator, I saw people dressed up as him for Halloween. Really? He was people's Halloween costume. Something just smells to me. Like, KU is going to play well, very well. something smells, and that's KU's defense. So, I just I just don't think – I don't think KU's defense can keep them in the game. Now, they're going to play – they're going to play on emotion. But early. look at the way their offense has been playing. Yeah. That's the thing that I look at and say, okay, they can be competitive with teams. I would have never said that about Carter Stanley going into the well, year. Well, you know who's got to have a big game? Puka. Your favorite player. Puka. Puka has got to have a big game. Puka needs to go for about 175. I just think the way KU is throwing the football, here, here are their point totals the last three games. 37 against Texas Tech, 48 against Texas, hook them horns, yeah. 48 and probably should have won, and they even scored 20 against OU the week before that. I just get the feeling KU's going to bring it on Saturday. I hope so. Maybe that means K-State will bring it even more, and it will be a purple parade in downtown Lawrence. I just think there's going I think there's going to be 20,000 K-State people in the stands and I think this will be the biggest crowd KU's had since 2000 in a long time. I just get the feeling people are into this game this weekend. Well, I hope so. And I hope I think it would be great for this rivalry. And, and if KU fans don't turn out shame on them because I think I think less What about my, you, Steve? I'm working. Oh, oh, that's right. I have to work. You should have gone. Well, you I'd could cancel. I'd love to go. I mean, I would love to go, but, but uh, work calls. Huh? Yeah, it does. But uh, you know, I think Les Miles has shown the KU fan base enough that he's starting to turn this thing around. Let's face it; they should be, they should have five wins right now. Yeah, they they sh- they should have beat Texas. They had Texas beat, and they Sh- shouldn't have lost to Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. That's just a that was a disgrace because that's a team. Ten, they should beat that team nine times out of ten. This was the one time they didn't beat them. Chanticleers. Yeah. So, Steve, we're going to get your prediction a little bit later on in the show. But you can tell where I'm coming from oh, this I, weekend. Yeah, I, I just I have a feeling. Sometimes my gut's wrong. It's big, but sometimes it's right, sometimes it's wrong. But I'm going to trust my gut and that okay. I feel good about the Jayhawks okay. this weekend. All right. And you're the KU alum. I am You're the, the K- one that should be telling me but Les I'm, Miles is the guy. But I'm the common sense guy here oh that's true <laughs> who's the guy that wrote common sense back in the 1770s you know what i'm talking about no the book the guy read aloud in the town square and like boston i thought that was green eggs and 
ham Sam I am or something like that. No, it was something similar to that. Green eggs and ham Sam I am. Common sense. I'm trying to find it and it won't. It's not Thomas Paine. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, isn't, Tom- that, isn't that it? it wasn't it called t- Common Sense? That I don't know. But Common Sense by Thomas Paine. You got it. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. You do seem very Thomas Paine-like. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve? Yes? I had at least one person message me during that break and say, you're wrong. I am wrong, not you are wrong. But they were saying, you're wrong to me. Shad about, Marston? Yeah, it might have been Shad. <laughs> about KU and K-State. I don't know. Did something, he say I was right? Well, he just said I'm wrong. Okay, so that means I'm right. So if Billy Joel was saying it, you may be right, but maybe crazy, something yeah. like that. One team that I do feel fairly good about, the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. I do too. Do you know my usual saying about the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins? I don't know your saying. Well, what I normally say about them. They can't beat the good teams. They can't beat any good teams. Yeah. They're very good against Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. They're very good against Matt Stafford and the Lions. They might even throw in a win against Marcus Mariota and the Tennessee Titans. But I just don't think when they play a team that is as good as them, if not better, I don't think that this Vikings group quite has it. Now, it will depend on who's taking snaps for the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. I've seen videos of Patrick Mahomes running around and feeling good. If you you were a betting man, would you think Patrick Patrick Mahomes Mahomes is going to play? Patrick Mahomes is going to play because he looks at his team's record and sees it's 5-3. A loss makes it 5-4, and and things start to get scary when it gets 5-4. Plus, they would be 1-4 at home. I just can't believe the Chiefs, as good as they are, could lose four games at home in one season especially in the first half of the season right right vegas is still a little hesitant on odds for this game because they haven't made the official announcement early on, on Patrick they were Mahomes. earlier on they were yeah earlier on the vikings were the favorite and the trend that has been going on throughout this season steve is that the chiefs make this announcement at about 105 about as soon as we get off the air is when they come they, and wait, tell they us. listen to us and then make their they say out. okay what did steve say he thinks Mahomes will play okay we'll we'll go ahead and start him so, we did this last week as well. I need your prediction for the Chiefs with Mahomes and without Mahomes. 27-24 with. Why win. is that? They uh, win. They I win. need you to elaborate, Steve. I just, I, with Mahomes, I think, uh, I don't think Mahomes will let him lose four in a row at home. I just don't think he will. Without Mahomes, Kansas City won't move the, although I'll say Matt Moore did a good job last week. I'll say 31-27 Minnesota. Give me the Chiefs either way. Okay. 
I just have another very good feeling, kind of like Les Miles. There's something about that guy going and eating grass, and I guess he can't do it in Lawrence, but something about Big Red. Well, you have to, yeah, something about Big Red. That he still almost got it done last week against Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. And Minnesota's Rogers. not Green Bay. No, and Kirk Cousins is not Aaron Rodgers. The, the running back for Minnesota scares me, though, Cook. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, he is really, really good. And the other guy that scares me is Stephon Diggs. I do like Stephon. Yeah. Now, my man Adam Thielen, who's on my fantasy football team, didn't play last week. He's supposed to play this week. I had to start him anyway because I have no other receiver to start. All my receivers are on bye weeks that, that are on my bench. So, uh, But Stephon Diggs, he could turn Rashawn Breeland into a pretzel. Do you think, let's, let's put it this way, what is the minimum amount of points that the Chiefs' defense has to hold Minnesota to to have a chance? They keep them under 30, they got a chance? I, I was or is it lower 24. today or Sunday? If, if Minnesota scores over 24, I think Minnesota wins. I feel good about Matt Moore. Not as much about Matt Moore, but Matt Moore with Andy Reid and Matt Moore with two weeks of preparation and with the skill guys that he has to distribute the ball to. What about the other injured Chiefs, though? Who, how many of those guys? Are any of those other guys coming back? We're trying to find out, Steve. Okay. You asked me recently. You've been asking me a lot of questions that well, I just wasn't quite prepared for. Okay. I just thought maybe you'd heard through your vast resources that you have. Well, I do have a lot of resources. I, I guess Sam, Sammy Watkins is back. He played. Well, last yeah, he week. played last week. But I don't think Chris Jones is probably back. From the injury report on Thursday, and again, the Friday one comes out in like five minutes. Yeah. The injury report on Thursday: Frank Clark did not practice. Laurent Duvernay Tardif. The Canadian doctor at right tackle or left tackle did not practice, or right guard, whatever position he plays. Eric Fisher, left tackle, did not practice. Alex Okafor did not practice. Then everybody else was either listed probable or limited participation or full mm-hmm. participation. Well, at least they did. Now, Eric Fisher's out. I mean, I don't know why they're even, you know, saying didn't practice. Heck, he's, he's out for another month, so. Well, he did not practice. Yeah, well, he's not going to practice for a long time. So, Steve, you think with Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs are winners this weekend. I do. Without him, you think they're losers? I do. So, if they do lose, they fall to 5-4. and four. And then coming up after this, they've got the Tennessee Titans on the road. And then the Chargers. And then at the Chargers, but they in play. Mexico City. Yeah. Mexico de Efe. Yeah. That is the name of then they Mexico have a bye City. So and then a bye. This is their last home game till. When's the next time they're actually at home? December first. Wow! So they're one they're, month from they're gonna, today. They're going to go over a. They're going to basically go almost a month without being at home, which maybe it's a good thing. They haven't lost a game on the road all year. All right, Steve. Let's take our final break. When we come back, fearless forecaster prediction time. Getting ready to see what goes on over the weekend. We'll give our status report on how you did last night. There were four different games last night, and I think you went four for four. So it's a good start for fearless forecaster. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 
Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. It is time for some fearless forecaster predictions on a Friday. And this is probably the best start that Fearless Forecaster has had this year. <laughs> 4-0 before the weekend even begins. Yeah. He was perfect on the area teams last night. Well, how tough were those games to pick? They weren't real tough to pick <laughs> since all of them ended at halftime. But Baylor, West Virginia, I mean, that was a toss-up. Well, you took the number one team in the conference against yeah, what, the bottom those, feeder? Yeah, but they're smoking mirrors for Baylor. Well, so far. They have eight smoke and mirror victories well, then. Eight no. They're going to get exposed here pretty soon. So they beat West Virginia. Barely. They beat West Virginia. Okay. And then the other three area teams that Fearless got right, Little River over South Gray. Now, Fearless's prediction on the score wasn't real close. Canton Galve over Chase County. That one he nailed pretty closely. And then the other one was Mound Ridge against Hodgman County. Score was decently close on that one for Fearless. So yeah. he's 4-0. The numbers haven't been perfect in terms of his score predictions. I think he would be losing against the spread in Las Vegas. But he's 4-0 straight up. He's feeling good. You want to continue with some of the area teams yeah, that are in the playoffs let's tonight? Let's finish off the area. Uh, Inman and Stanton County. Love that Teuton defense. Stanton County doesn't score very much. So Inman 27, Stanton County 6. And then the game in 3A that is on the playoff side, Clearwater out of AVCTL Division 4 taking on the Heston Swathers. Heston is 7-1, Clearwater is 6-2, but... Something tells me that Fearless is in on Clearwater. You know, you look at the teams Clearwater's played. They beat four Class 4A teams in AVCTL Division IV. Uh, to me, that strength of schedule. We saw Rose Hill. They handled Rose Hill. And Rose Hill, to me, wasn't that bad a football team. So Clearwater 28, Heston 21. And then the other 3A game that doesn't matter since it's kind of a consolation game. Smoky Valley taking on Wichita Trinity Academy. Do the Vikings win a second straight to close well, out the year? They do, and I don't think Fearless is giving the Vikings enough credit. He's got 28-7. to I think this is going to be about a 42-7 to game. Sniffing a big one yeah. for the Smoky Valley Vikings. Vikings will end up with two wins to close out the season. Let's go Back to, to KCAC games, Steve. First off, the Bethel College Threshers playing Texas State. I think it's not the Texas State that is like in San Marcos. That's a Division One school. So the it the, might be the Texas name that college. So I think I, he is playing. They're playing Texas College. Yeah, which is a little different. But are you taking Bethel College over yeah, Texas I, I College? Yeah, lo- I looked up this Texas College and they're not good. So they're one. They've got one win. They've been giving up about fifty points. Bethel forty five. It's there. It's Texas College's homecoming. So, 45-24. Yeah, it's not Texas State. Okay. That would be a bold prediction, Bethel over Texas State. Yeah. Big Division One school, Bobcats. That's where Texas State okay, is. That's where Manny Matsakis was. There you go. Sterling against Southwestern. Best game of the day. Best game of the There's day. There's another one I think is pretty good. Yeah, but I think this is going to be the most competitive game of the day. Sterling 31, Southwestern 28. Sterling sets up. The big game, I don't think they've played KW yet. I think they play the last game of the season. Avalon, the Avala Eagles, who almost beat Kansas Wesleyan last week, taking on the Tabor College Blue Jays, who struggled against the Bethany Swedes and lost at the buzzer. Are you taking Avala or Tabor? Well, you know, Tabor is, when they get home, they're a different team at home, but Avala's really rolling right now. 48-34 Avala. Ottawa, the Ottawa Braves, looking for win number one against the St. Mary Spires. 
who are also struggling. Well, Ottawa looking for its second win. Right. They've been really struggling. Yeah, and it's And St. Mary's still looking for win we number saw one as Ottawa, well. We Ottawa, and how they've only got one win, I don't know, because they're better than some of the teams we've seen. Ottawa 54, St. Mary 14, as the great man himself, son, takes out some frustration. The Bethany Swedes taking on the Friends Falcons. Can Bethany make it two in a row? Well, Fearless picked Bethany 2017. But I think he probably should have gone with Friends 2017. I think if I was a betting man, I'd friends pick Friends. has lost four games by less than a touchdown. So I think Fearless might have missed it here. The big one, Kansas Wesleyan, McPherson, 1 o'clock from Salina. Can the Bulldogs win a fifth straight and pick up potentially six straight? They've won five straight. Can the Bulldogs pick up maybe the biggest win in program history? I don't think so. I just think Kansas Wesleyan's offense. Man, I set you up, Steve. I, I know. That was going to be your moment to I say, know. yes, they're going to Salina. Kansas Wesleyan's offense is just too good. Average is 51 points a game. They're going to put 55 on the Bulldogs, who I think get 35 because they played 76-38 game last year. The Bulldogs' defense is better. Uh, but I just, I just don't think there's any way you stop Johnny Photo. All right, Steve, in the Big 12, we've already got one game out of the way with Baylor beating West Virginia last night by just a touchdown. How about some of the other games in the Big 12? Let's start off with, there's only two more since right. half the teams almost are not playing. Right. Let's start off with Oklahoma State taking on Texas Christian. You know, I, I just hate picking games for these two teams because I haven't picked them either team. I haven't figured them out either. I haven't figured them out. Oklahoma State's home, so I'm going them 31-30. But TCU's actually been playing pretty good football. Probably went wrong on that one. Cause well, at least you won't be over. I don't think the mullet has a, that great a team this year. The Arkansas Waterfall? Yeah. Steve, the final one, the Sunflower Showdown. Do you think K-State can go into Lawrence in that tough environment and win, tear down the goalposts? I don't think the environment's going to be that tough. I think, I think Kansas State... Keeps the ball on the ground. I think they just wear out KU's defense. KU's got to get off to a fast start in this one. That's the only way they got a chance. K-State 38, KU 21. Let's go to AVCTL Division Three, and we can go through some of the 4A West games as well. Let's start off with the Bueller Crusaders, the number three seed, taking on 14-seeded Wellington, the other Crusaders. Is it going to be the Crusaders in maroon or the Crusaders in normal red? I think it's the... Crusaders in Maroon. I like Bueller 26-6. So Bueller would advance into the second round with that win. Augusta takes on Coffeyville. The Augusta Orioles trying to knock off the Golden Tornadoes. Golden Tornado. Tornado. Yes. Just one single tornado. Bill Kinley, Coffeyville. Are I you never... taking the Orioles I am or go- the Ville? I- I'm going with the Orioles. I think it'll be close. Uh, Big Daddy, my buddy Big Daddy's the D coordinator at Coffeyville. Chet Harlan's uncle. And uh, like Augusta, 21, the Ville, 14. So if Augusta wins, it would play the winner of this game. Andover Central taking on the Circle T-Birds. That is a 2 versus 15 matchup. Ooh, that's going to be ugly. 55-6. to six. And then the, I'll just stay down in that corner of the bracket, 6-seed Mulvane taking on your Independence Bulldogs, the 11-seed. Mulvane by at least 20. Back to the top half of the bracket. Ulysses taking on Arc City, 5 versus 12 from Southwest Kansas. You know what they say about 5-12 games? The 12 often wins that game. I'm going with the 12. I think Arc City upsets Ulysses. 4 versus 13, Winfield taking on El Dorado. I've got El Dorado um, not scoring in this game. They've really had trouble 
putting points on the board lately. Winfield 24-0. Our final matchup, McPherson, Abilene, 1 versus 16, the winner. Gets the Goddard Lions, who won last night 32-14 over Rose Hill. And I really hope this is in running clock in the whole second half. 54-6. Abilene's just going to come, put in their time, and then head home. All right, Steve. Chance to get to 9-0 tonight. Are you excited? Very excited. We've got two basketball games tomorrow as well. Oh, I know. I know. You and I are doing Matt College, the McPherson College Classics going on. If, if you get done... After the game tonight, I'm going to catch some Bulldog basketball. They're right next door. so I think Steve will be in a quick hurry to sprint back here. I will be coming back here. So hopefully the Fighting Nichols in the women's game can win very handily, which I think they will. I think both teams win very big tonight. Get out to the Sports Center and McPherson Stadium early. Early. That's my suggestion. You want a parking spot. Unless you want to park where Steve does, which is a long, long way away. Yes. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tonight at McPherson Stadium. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.